This is the Simi Sarah Show on News Talk 980 CKNW, Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. And continuing uh, to get the very latest on what's happened in Belgium today. And joining us on the line to talk a bit more about the attacks is Andre Jaralamatis. He is with SFU. He is an international uh, security and terrorism expert. Andre, thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. Uh, We had heard warnings about something like this. We'd seen the the, uh, terror threat uh, raising levels. Was an attack like this imminent? It was. The problem is that the authorities could not pinpoint where and, you know, have any particular suspects. Uh, we now see, we see a picture of three men that Belgium police have apparently confirmed, uh, saying they believe two of them died in the attacks and they're looking for a third as a suspect. Uh, when groups carry out these attacks, especially at a place like an airport, they must know that they are going to be on security footage. Is that done on purpose? Uh, no, I think they don't care. Um, the idea is, you know, implement the attack and, you know, either if you're a suicide bomber or if you're not, uh, get killed in the process. And if not, it's a bonus. Uh, we have seen also uh, ISIS take responsibility. Uh, no surprise there, I'm guessing, that not long after the attacks that we heard from that group? No, not at all. It was definitely, you know, the ISIS uh, hallmarks of uh, the way they attack things. Uh, we've seen previous attacks uh, which have led to changes, uh, such as not taking liquids on airplanes, uh, having to take your shoes off uh, during screenings. Uh, this happened in a part of an airport where, as is in any airport, anybody can walk up uh, and be there. Do you think this will lead to changes in what the airports look like? I wouldn't be surprised. You know, I mean, they always close the door after the the, the barn, after the horses have bolted uh, you know, the authorities are always two steps behind uh, terrorism because terrorism is amorphous. It's very hard to pin down, especially ISIS. You know, they have a very good tradecraft. They've learned from all the mistakes of the other terrorists. And the difficulty with uh, the security service is that, you know, while they're working on one particular type of organization, one particular style of terrorism, another one is, is being created that, you know, they're not aware of uh, or what kind of tactics they're going to use. So, yeah, they're going to put all kinds of, you know, security measures, and then the terrorists will simply find another weak spot to attack. Uh, which is kind of what we, we've seen here, again, with the, the terror threat already being raised. And like you said, they knew an attack was coming, but they just didn't know when or where. Yeah, because you know, it's very hard to pinpoint uh, ISIS. ISIS is a highly decentralized terrorist organization, as well as a quasi-state and army in Syria and Iraq. But in terms of the way they operate as a terrorist organization, the leadership you know, gives out general guidelines Sometimes they send someone specifically to coordinate an attack, but they leave it up to the locals, you know, to do all the tactical uh, operations that are necessary before they strike. Uh, Do you think there was a specific reason why Brussels was chosen, or was it uh, simply that's where these particular members lived, uh, that's where they decided to take out the attack? Well, ISIS has shown to be highly opportunistic, so yes, it's where these people lived. Um, They have been organizing for a long time. They've been radicalized. uh, They live in a particularly harsh neighborhood of Brussels where, you know, these people who have no future, no hope, and they become easy targets for, for ISIS. So they take advantage of that, and they struck there. Meanwhile, they have been building a massive network around Europe and possibly North America to attack again. Uh, what does this say about the liberties that we appreciate and that we 
take for granted, I think, in a lot of cases every single day and security and staying safe. Is there is there an adjustment that needs to be made there? Indeed, uh, there has to be, you know, some give way because, you know, it's on a scale. How many people are we willing to trade off to maintain certain liberties? Now, we're not talking about all the liberties that we enjoy as a society. Uh, In places like Brussels, the authorities need to be able to round up suspects without the necessary, you know, warrants that they normally have to get. When they know someone is involved in a terrorist organization, uh, they have to be able to go in there and pick them up. Now they have to wait and get a you know a court order and go through all the uh, you know politically correct steps so they won't be accused of anti something and uh, proceed. Uh, you mentioned uh, we often when these things happen uh, the. Um the phrase of uh, closing the barn door after the horse has left. Uh, people that travel to Paris now mention how it's changed and there are armed guards at at tourist sites and attractions and that the feeling has changed. Uh, is that giving people a false sense that something is being done to prevent future attacks? Is that all that can be done really to show that after a terrorist attack there is a reaction? Indeed. You know, seeing armed guards, it gives a false sense of security. Look, the problem is not Paris or Belgium or the Muslim neighborhoods, you know, that spawn some of these terrorists. The problem is Syria and Iraq. There is a terrorist organization that is a quasi-state with an army. And, you know, it's eventually, you know, the American administration and the Europeans have to wake up, smell the coffee, go there and destroy them. Uh, until that happens, how vulnerable do you think we are in Canada to attacks? Very vulnerable. We're a large country, you know, 35 million people in a country that has twice the, the landmass of the United States and bigger than Europe. And we're an open democracy and a country that it's easy to travel in. And, you know, we have open borders, so it's very easy for ISIS. Uh, and I'm sure ISIS has cells already in Canada and activate them at the appropriate time. Certainly there are, you know, lone wolves and, and characters like that that we've seen in the two attacks that we've had in this country. Uh, Andre, uh, good to talk to you. Uh, not uh, an overly pleasant topic, but thank you so much for sharing your expertise. I appreciate it. You're very welcome. That is Andre Jarlamatis. Uh, he is with SFU. He's also an expert when it comes to international security and terrorism around the globe. This is News Talk 980 CKNW, Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk.